What if you could 10x your revenue next year without working harder? Sound good? Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. I'm Samantha Riley, host of the Influence by Design podcast. And I'm Melanie Benson, host of Amplify Your Success podcast. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. What got you here won't get you there. It's time to uncover the micro shifts required to take your income, influence, and impact to the next level. I'm Melanie Benson. And I'm Samantha Riley. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. Now let's get started. I'm really excited about today's conversation because when I tapped in and 10x my revenue, it was so much easier than I thought it was going to be. So I'm really excited to share what we're going to talk about today because how this came about for me, I was working with a coach and it was quite a few years ago and she asked all the prices of my programs and she said, okay, what I want you to do is 10x them right now. And I looked at my nine, gosh, my hands are sweaty just remembering this. I looked at my $97 a month program and went, that's going to be $997 a month. Oh my goodness. But the conversation that came after that was you can't just put your prices up and walk away and do nothing else. What needs to, what needs to happen to be able to deliver on that 10X pricing today? So that's definitely what we're talking about. Melanie, have you ever tried anything like this? Have you ever had a coach that's thrown you under the bus this fast? <laughs> I was actually laughing when, because I do this to my clients. Like they uh -huh. tell me their prices and sometimes they challenge them. I'm like, okay, it's 10X your prices month. And they all go, oh God, uh, because <laughs> there's something really powerful. Like you said, it's not about like 10Xing them. Sometimes it's just about looking at what would have to happen for me to increase my rates exponentially. And yes, I have had coaches who have challenged me like this. And what happens is pretty extraordinary. You know, mm -hmm. you have to really become the person who can confidently have a conversation with somebody and drop that price and stand in it and not flinch and not like, like backpedal or even like be willing to negotiate it. Like you have to be willing to hold that space. Absolutely. So you need to be super confident in what it is that you're doing and what it is that you're about. So the first, I guess the first piece of this is that people really need to tighten up their niche because mm -hmm. it's very difficult and mm, I'm not going to say impossible, but I'm thinking impossible to go to 10x your revenue overnight or 10x your pricing without really tightening up your niche or as I guess you would say niche. So it's, it's really about knowing exactly what you do and who you serve. And so let's start off with, with who you serve, because when you serve everybody and anybody, which, you know, is sort of, you know, that life coach kind of thing, but what I do helps everybody. Yeah. Well, it does, but if you tell everybody, no one's going to hear it. So it's about getting really clear on who is it that you you speak to. Hmm. 
Okay. So I will confess that my first few years in business, I really struggled with this. I had a mentor sit down with me and literally say, you have got to niche. <laughs> you've got to pick people and, and you've got to like talk to one person, not everybody. And I resisted mm-hmm. it for a really long time. But when I did start to narrow my niche and get more specific, it was like a miracle. Mm-hmm. And, but there's another piece of the specificity that I recognize. And so I guess a little bit of a backstory about 12, 13 years ago, I went through a really big, I don't know, maybe like a dark night of the soul, like a dark night of the business soul, where I was like questioning who I was and what I was going to do. I'd been in business a decade and had this huge success. And all of a sudden everything felt like it stopped working. I realized that I had colleagues who were nowhere as good at what I did they could do the same things, but I was like way more sophisticated, way more advanced. They, they were like brand new babies coming out of the coming out of coaching school. And I'm like, why are they selling these big ticket items so easily? And what I realized is I had no specificity. I was mm. still kind of like solving all the problems instead of solving a specific problem. And there was a moment when I realized I had to tighten up the specificity of what I was delivering, that everything changed. So yes, you need a niche. I would also kind of inspire you to look at, are you solving a specific problem or have a specific outcome that people go, that's what I need and that's what I want? Mm. I like to talk about the 6X effect and if possible, and this, this doesn't work for everyone, but I believe that we should all try and really take note of the 6X effect. And so imagine that you've got like an upside down triangle where you've got the, the bit at the top that's longer and it comes down to the point. So at the top, we've got our, our general niche, which is, you know, health, wealth, relationships, hobbies. That's normally where you start. So let's take into, you know, just for the, for this conversation, imagine there's someone that is in the wealth niche and maybe it's someone that helps with investing. So we go wealth, next level down, investing. What sort of investing? Maybe it's home renovations or house renovations to flip. Then, maybe it's females only, maybe it's women in midlife, maybe it's, uh, you know, women in midlife that are flipping Airbnbs or renovating Airbnbs. So we're trying to move down each level and trying to, to come down six times if possible, because the closer you can come down, when that person's talking about, you know, I help women that are, you know, in midlife who are getting close to retirement, but they're still okay. And, you know, they've got extra money and you're talking about that specificity that you're talking about, it's easier for that person to go, yep, that's me. There's no Mm -hmm. question of a doubt exactly who it is that you're talking about. Yeah, I love that. And this is a really, really great model. I think that makes it super simple. I learned something called the target. Like (laughs) you're like targeting like one person in the market, like name them, like identify who they are as if they're your favorite client. And That's like one of my little hacks, I guess you will say, is Uh like that really helps me figure out how to tighten my niche. I'm like talking to that one person. Mm. I think that that's probably one of the biggest problems or things that really hold people back is that they feel like when they target one person that they're going to miss out on all of the other people. But I'm guessing Mm -hmm. that's not your experience. It's certainly not mine is that, you know, when we do target that one person, we will attract more people that are like that one person. And you'll still pick up those people on the peripherals anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, 
And we could probably do a whole thing just on niching. So we might uh-huh, actually have, to have so. a whole episode <laughs> on niching, but I will just leave it with this because I know we got a lot we want to cover today. When you're talking to that specific person and you're using relevant language and talking about things that are so in their head, it's this instant no like, and trust factor. Cause they literally, like I've had people come up to me when I'm speaking at events and say, I heard that podcast episode you did, or I heard that webinar you were on. I literally felt like you were talking to me. And if you're mm-hmm. talking to everyone and you're too generic and you're using plain vanilla language and you're not able to give really specific examples, people don't feel that. They're much more likely to choose the person who's making them feel that sense of they really get me. So Absolutely. that's my thing on niching. Totally. Because when you are able to articulate your prospect's problem better than they can, they will automatically credit you with knowing the answer. Mm-hmm. But you know, it. Sam, I think there's another component to this of commanding your authority. And, and like, I call it being a highly paid authority. We're talking about like being able to, to raise your rates here. I think there's an element of authority. The other thing I noticed when I was really surveying my competition, if you will, about 12 years ago, was I realized like the people that had that steady stream of business, their profile in the market was influencer, authority, like they're the Mm go-to person for this. Absolutely. Let's talk about raising your profile. What are some things we need to know about that? I think number one, you really need to know where to show up. Where are you hanging out? You, because we can't be everywhere. And I think when we try and be everywhere all at once, our message gets diluted. So if our ideal clients or our dream clients are in corporate, then definitely the first place that I'd be suggesting you start to build your influence is LinkedIn. It's speaking on stages at industry events. It's making sure that you go to the right podcast that have those people that are in your audience. You really need to know who those people are so you can show up in the right places. I would agree. Totally agree. Because I don't know, there's this old saying that the quality of your results is dictated by the quality of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. hearing that early on in my, my career. <laughs> and I want to be really clear. I'm not talking about ditching your friends. Like our friends are our friends, but I'm talking mm-hmm. about the mm-hmm. people that you spend time cultivating business relationships with, and you go to for advice and you go to, to like get that vibrational recharge. And when you're spending time with people who they're like scarcity mindset, they're broke. They don't really serve your ideal clients. They don't really get what you're up to. It's very easy to talk yourself out of exactly what is right for you going forward. And Mm -hmm. you're going to start attracting clients that are not your ideal clients because you're basically attracting clients wherever you go. So I don't know, that was coming Mm -hmm. to mind about like, where are we showing up and cultivating really great relationships that help raise your profile? Yeah. I think that relationships in raising your profile, the way that these two things go together are really important. And something that I have not heard many people speak about, but it's something that I learned many, many, many years ago is that I feel that there is a pay to play that Mm. if you want to be at a certain level in your industry, then you need to find out where they're hanging, be in their masterminds, be, you know, be surrounded by these people because you can't play in a, and you use vibration before, you can't play in a low vibrational sandpit and expect to be able to connect with these people. 
you need to be able to put everything on the line to go to to be able to hang out with these people. So something that I've always done is invested heavily in the masterminds that I'm in, in the groups that I'm in, because you will get access to the people that you want to be connected with. What I, I that, that's very agree. much yeah, that's very much the way you play as well. Totally, and I I also I have a different like a partner to that we might say like I do that and. Uh, And maybe this is because I've been in the business a really long time and I've cultivated a lot of really amazing, very influential friends and colleagues. But I think, and we might even call this an accelerator to raising your authority Mm -hmm. profile. I like to look at how can we borrow influence from other influential business owners? Mm -hmm. And so this goes a lot into this idea of collaboration and what I call collaboration currency. But think about like, if you want to raise your profile, how can you collaborate, partner up with, share stages with, join in masterminds with, as you're saying, like make an investment in the influencers that you want to borrow influence from? All of that will start to help you. Like you, you have this catchphrase that I love, transfer authority. Like you're mm-hmm. going to transfer trust and authority from the people that you're spending time with. But like take the lead, like figure out who are the influencers in your space that have already built up a loyal following and have a great community. And, you know, if you just tap in and start co-creating a valuable win-win outcomes, you can start to borrow influence from them. Totally. Can I give one little word of advice here? Yeah. Go in with the intention of serving. Because if I've ever done a collaboration where someone has wanted to ride on the coattails of what I'm doing, it never goes well. Like you can just smell it a mile away and it leaves a really sour taste in your mouth. So don't go in with the idea of what can I get out of this? You need to come in with how can I serve? How can I give the best value? Because that will give the right intention and it will bring the right energy. And it's so, so important. I agree. I'm a go-giver fan from the from the moment uh-huh. <laughs> it came oh. out. I realized like that's who I am. And yeah. if you give first give visibility, give money, give good energy, be a good collaborator, support what they're doing. It's so much easier to cultivate those relationships. But again, that's probably an episode in itself. So all of these are, I feel. (laughs) Yeah, we could unpack this for a whole hour. (laughs) Totally. So that's, that's something that I see that people do wrong. What are some other ways that you, or where do you see other people, some mistakes they make or some, some things that they do that's not going to give them the outcome they want in this area? I think there's several. I'll talk a little bit about the one that I see the most, because I think it ties into something that you're going to share is they know how good they are, but they are completely invisible in the market. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. because they lack consistency of visibility as mm-hmm. an authority. Mm-hmm. They literally are just like, they're not putting themselves out there consistently. There's no consistency of messaging. There's no consistency of being seen as the authority. And, you know, maybe they're undermining themselves, but I call it like they're wrapped in their own invisibility cloak <laughs> for those oh, of us that so are good. Harry Potter fans. <laughs> <laughs> that's and so then they're like, they're like, they can see themselves and like, they know they're there, but like they've wrapped themselves in this invisibility cloak because they're not doing the things that raise their profile and get them in front of decision makers and ideal clients and people who are putting events together. So that's one of the big ones. 
I couldn't agree more. And I do take, when clients start to work with me, one of the very first things I do is help them to create their own authority model. And this is a model that I create with all of my clients that really drills down on the areas of your authority. As part of the model, they have to know very clearly what are the challenges that their ideal clients are having or their dream clients? What are the outcomes from what they teach? And once they've got this model, this is how I like them to create all of their content. So we've got a way that we turn this model into a hundred top talking points for content. So essentially they've got their content at least for the whole year, that's a hundred percent on point and in their zone of genius. Because what I see with this invisibility piece, a lot of people think it's just by them not showing up. However, it's not just not showing up. It might be not showing up. It might be showing up with a cat meme, some pictures of their kids, some, you know, pictures of when we went out for dinner. And these are things that we definitely want to know to build a personal brand, but they need to be interlaced with this or this consistency of authority. So that if, if someone says, you know, what does that person do? Someone says to me, you know, what does Melanie do? It's easy. She helps people to become highly paid authorities. There's no question. There's no doubt. So I think that that is probably the biggest problem that I see is that not of consistency, not just of showing up, but consistency of the message as well. So we're, we're beating the same drum here. Yeah. Two different sides of the drum, but exactly true. <laughs> I love that you brought up the cats because I've had to have several conversations with my clients who feel invisible. And I'm like, I know that you want to share stuff that's personal. Like I know that you're a Ravens fan, or I know you're this fan, or you're that fan, or you love your your boys. And that's all good. Be human, like share that, but you've got to bring the authority pieces through as well. So as well. Uh, yeah. Good job nailing that one. You know, when you were talking, I was just realizing you know, I think positioning is everything here. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to wait for someone else to bestow authority mm -hmm. and influence on us mm -hmm. to be able to charge these higher prices, to be able to be the person that these ideal clients seek out. I believe this is a little catchphrase, and this is what we lovingly call our writer downers. <laughs> but <laughs> I believe that authority is in the eyes of the beholder. Mm -hmm. And if your ideal clients and your community and other influencers in your space do not recognize your authority yet, it's your job to curate it. Mm -hmm. You have to position your expertise in a way that people get how amazing you are and that you are the go-to authority. So again, we could probably unpack this for a whole hour, but I think just look at like how good a job are you owning your own authority and positioning it? Because mm -hmm. if you're not positioning it, no one else is going to get it either. No, 100%. And on top of what you said, no one is going to come and tap you on the shoulder and say, you are now the authority or you are now the thought leader in this. You have to give yourself permission to own that. And that is the number one piece to this is that you have to give yourself permission to do this. Yeah. And when you really own that authority in the market and you embrace that positioning and you showcase that and in a tasteless way, like I'm not a fan of like, you know, taking pictures with my Porsche or, <laughs> you know, standing next <laughs> to a jet, like that's not what we're talking about here. Like yeah, yeah. that's affluence. That's mm -hmm. not the same as influence and it's mm -hmm. not the same as authority and how you showcase your authority is through using what 
Sam was talking about this authority model. I call them building authority platforms. Like do it in the way that the eyes of your ideal clients recognize your authority because you're choosing a vehicle that they value. So Mm, 100%. I know you have a great resource here, Sam. Do you want to share how people can go from unknown to standout expert? Well, exactly what we're talking about. I've laid out the five steps to move from unknown to standout expert so that you can own your authority and really step into it. And you can go and find that at samantharileyglobal forward slash checklist. And that will give you the checklist so you can just go through and tick them off and implement each thing one at a time. But I know you also have a resource, Melanie. Yeah. And and by the way, I love that checklist that you put together. I wish I would have had it earlier in my career. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people ask me like, Melanie, like how do I figure out all the pieces of this puzzle? Because sometimes people feel like I should be seen as an authority and something's not working, like something's broken. And so what I put together is a roadmap with the eight key elements that you have to fine tune and authoritize, if you will, so that your audience, so that your like the people you want to collaborate with, your ideal clients, they recognize your authority and are willing to invest at your higher levels to work with you to get your magic. And that mm. you'll find that at authorityamplifiers.com with a as a plural. Perfect. So authorityamplifiers.com. And wherever you're seeing this, we'll definitely link those up so you can just click them and get those checklists. And if you're loving these tips and you've loved what what Melanie and I have been talking about today about 10xing your revenue and positioning yourself as a standout authority, make sure you stay connected. Follow both myself, Samantha Riley and Melanie Benson on this platform and we go live weekly with the Next Level Influence show. So be sure to follow us so you don't miss out on that every week. Tag a friend if you've got benefit from our topic today. We would love to keep this conversation going. And wherever you're watching this, just drop that drop below. What is it that you've learned today? What are your takeaways? And of course, if you have any questions, please pop them below. We would love to answer them as this is definitely topics that Melanie and I both love to talk about and help people with. Yeah. Tell us what's in your way of hitting that next level of influence and what's on your horizon that you'd love to hear from us on. We'll be sure to bring it to a future episode of Next Level Influence. So Thank you for tuning in today. Bye, Sam. Thanks for joining in, Melanie. And thank you, everyone, for watching. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level Influence. Before you go, would you subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player? We'd love to know what your greatest takeaway was from today's episode. Take a screenshot of the show and share with us on social. And be sure to tag us too so we can connect. Tune in next week for another Next Level Influence episode.